Hey everyone, Happy New Year from the podcast folks here at the Florida Hospital Church in Orlando. 2018 got here really, really quick. Yeah, sure did. I mean, the fact that episode 83 is today's on today's plate seems almost not possible and that we could have possibly been at this wow. for this long already. Yeah. But anyway, uh, last week our episode was entitled Peace on Earth, which was by Andy, where I decided that my wife is pretty awesome. She came in, she guest, uh, kind of guest hosted with me. And if you have not listened to that message by Andy, it, it was one that you definitely want to listen to and the, and the podcast because Heather brought a different perspective that, you know, it's a little tos- testosterone fueled on a weekly <laughs> basis here. So we brought in a little female perspective, if you will, to help that go. You can listen or watch both at the mobile app or at the website hospitalchurch.org. I thought about the podcast about Wednesday morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny Oops. because in the craziness of our Christmas, which was, it's actually ending today. We're tearing down a prayer room <laughs> as soon as I leave here. And it's going to be the conclusion of just an absolutely crazy Christmas. And it just came on me last minute on that Tuesday. I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's, it's podcast. It's day. podcast. And Jeff said no one was going to be around this week. Uh, hey, Heather, <laughs> listen to the message again. <laughs> you should have called me out of it. I showed up. <laughs> I just totally I, didn't think about it. I didn't want to bother anyone <laughs> this week, uh, last week while everyone was off. But this week, it was passing the torch. And, you know, for the second week in a row, we've said goodbye to a really great series of messages. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we said goodbye to Hark the Herald Angel Say, or better known to Andy as the Hark the Herald Angel Say, what? <laughs> and this past week, we bid farewell to our year-long once-a-month series from the heart. Going to miss them both. And my question is, is there anything coming this year that will follow the From the Heart format? Though? We're not going to do a 12-monther this year. No? We, we said, let's try a – we've done it for the past three years. Oh, three – okay. Yeah, so we thought, well, we'll take, a, we'll take a break and just do our regular series and let them flow. And there won't be a, there won't be a month-to-month tie. So, okay, yeah. what was last year? Oh, uh, Creation Health. We did eight, only eight That's months right. of it. And That's then right. we, the year before that was the 12 steps to grow, 12 months to grow about the spiritual disciplines once a month. Oh, that's right. I think we caught just the end of that when we first started coming that summer after VBS. Yeah. I think we caught the end of that one. So, all right. Well, if you were a fan of that format, too bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this message was not at all what I was expecting. And that seems to be fairly regular. But, you know, passing the torch sounds like a good, uplifting message <laughs> to finish the year strong on a high note, a rally the troops, boost morale, hit 2018 running, pass the torch of love or something. <laughs> But then, inexplicably, you seemingly got way off course and started talking about laying down our lives, <laughs> losing our lives to find our true lives, and something about stopping our selfish ambition. This went from raw, raw feel good to lofty expectations that are difficult at best to live up to. What gives, Andy? I just want to put things where, where they're supposed to be, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. And, uh, and for some reason, and this probably has nothing to do with anything, but when you got up to preach, I was I was picturing – Chariots of Fire. Okay, yeah, And the guy's sure. running yeah. in slow motion. I don't know if there was a torch in that movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I don't know why, but that was going through my head as well, which didn't really go to anything. Yeah, I, well, I, I, did a lot of, <laughs> I looked at a lot of Olympic passing of torch stories, yeah. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the question that I'm left with, and maybe that, I don't know, maybe someone else pulled this away as well, but if we want to pass the torch, it seems like it's a little personal, 
So how do I know or how do we know what our torch is if it isn't immediately obvious? Hmm. How do we figure that out? Because it seems to be hard to pass something <laughs> that you're not sure exactly what it is that yeah. you're supposed to be passing. Well, I, I think if we think about the torch that we're trying to pass as being a torch of faith, because I mean, there's all, kind of, there's all kind of other torches. We talked about a little bit in the sermon about a farmer passing on land to another generation yeah. or a business, that kind of thing. But within the Christian context of passing the torch would be how to honor the gospel, how, how to pass that well. Uh, it, it, it can get corrupted pretty easily um, <laughs> by self-works and I'll do it myself or I'm going to add to it in some way or Christ saved me, but now I must, uh, you know, as yeah. opposed to Christ saved me, period. Um, and so I think, I think it's really having that clear – that clear concept of salvation, how it works in our lives, and and then an ongoing connection with God through some means, um, those being as individual as the number of individuals in the world, I guess. Yeah, that's true. But um, to, to be able to say this this is valuable and something that the next generation will, will do well to hold on to. Okay. So let's say we're comfortable. We've identified uh, what it is that we're supposed to be passing. But then the next question is – who should we be passing this to because – or how should we be actually passing it, I guess, too? Right. Because once you figure it out, it's like, okay, I'm ready to pass the torch. Well, I know Andy. I think he already knows he's got the torch. And I know Tom over there. I think he's got it. Karen's over there. I think she's got the torch. How do I find people that I'm supposed to be giving this torch to? Is it is it that overt or is this just a lifestyle Well, thing? I think part of – it could be – it can be that overt uh, or okay. it, may, it may be more subtle. Uh, but but – it's interesting. I was chastised, not chastised. I was challenged. Uh, be a better word by a member afterwards, saying maybe a sermon about taking the torch would be a good sermon. Hmm. I said, "Well, it's interesting because if you think about taking a torch in the sense of uh, cons- you know grabbing it from someone else, yeah, it, th- those within our culture have often been rebellions or some kind of you know hostile takeover, <laughs> a coup, a coup of some kind, and so the taking of the torch is significant." But probably one of the biggest learnings for me this last week was that torch passing is not something you do once at the end of your life. Like, okay, I'm now on my deathbed, so I'll hand this off to Esau and Jacob or you know, whatever <laughs> you kind of thing. That it's really a continual process because wherever you are, the youngest spiritual Christian person is following Jesus for the very first time. There's somebody behind them. Yeah. That, and, there, and there's always somebody behind us in age or an understanding or something that that we ought to be turning around and saying, "Hey, it's this way, guys. You're, you're you know, don't go that way. No, that's the wrong trail. Yeah. Follow, follow this trail." No, I like that because, and I like the analogy early on of you know not waiting till the deathbed where, oh man, Grandpa's really sick. We should really find out about that family tree stuff we've been needing to ask him <laughs> sure. about. Or when, in fact, if we had done those kinds of things earlier, we probably would get a clearer and more concise picture. Right of that roadmap that they used and how to avoid the troubles that they found because, you know, we're all a little bit hopefully sounder of mind as we're a little bit younger. But also that even if some of it's not 100%, if we're giving, like you said, someone that's young, maybe not the best advice is still better than what they don't know. Right. Or yeah. that growing with them. Well, it's like, it's like a young teacher oftentimes. Like, well, I don't know. I don't know. How am I going to teach this stuff? I don't know all this stuff. Yeah. Well, all you got to know is one day ahead of the students. <laughs> That's all you got to know. Yeah. And so in, in that sense, it's, just, it's the same with this passing the torch. Whatever you have received, you give. You know, who's yeah. received freely must give freely. And so I think the whole part of the whole concept of this passing the torch sermon, I hope, 
is that we don't receive to hold, we receive to pass on. To receive to pass yeah, on. So, that, so oftentimes in the Christian walk, people will like, can get sort of stuck. This is all about me and for me. Jesus saves me and I get saved. And isn't that wonderful that he saves me and he loves me? Um, you know? This becomes that inclusive club again. Yeah, a, a, little, a little narcissistic. And, and instead of saying, God saves me, he shares salvation with me for a purpose yeah. that I might pass that on. Uh, to someone else, I told, told Richard after the fact we should have sung "Pass It On." Sound. <laughs> oh man, that's, retro day. <laughs> that's digging back into the archives a little bit, isn't it? We didn't do that. I didn't do that. <laughs> well, Christianity seems to have also plenty of bad torches, if you will. Oh yes. So talked about that a little bit. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and you know, they not only get passed on, but in many ways, they kind of become a, our calling card to the world. So many people know Christians as being an exclusive club, a judgmental club, prideful, talk but no walk. The list, you know, can go on. I mean, yeah. find your own little niche in there yeah. and apply it as needed. But how do we deal with that or how do we counteract that so that the correct torch is not only passed, right. but in the way that we're seen and how we interact. That that's a tough one, right? It, it so, is because because it's really critical that we don't keep passing bad torches. Yeah, um, that's really critical, and that's why I said it as as clearly as I said. It. <laughs> there weren't there weren't a whole lot of there wasn't much ambiguity around what I was saying. That if that's who you are, if you're if you're basically a hypocritical, consuming Christian who's wants to be exclusive. Don't pass that torch on. Yeah. You know, let it bury with you. I mean, just let, <laughs> take it with take you. It, yeah, just leave it. But how to do that's a great question. How do we avoid um, – I really believe that one of the best counter – one of the best countermeasures for passing on bad torches is a lot more candor yeah. um, about the torch we're carrying and, and, and honesty with each other. And, and a person, when we see it, Obviously, that this is not being genuine. It's not being real. That we talk about it, you know, yeah. either admit it ourselves if we see it in ourselves, or ask some questions of a person that we think is is faking it. Um, you know, just ask some hard questions so that they have to wrestle with the reality. Do I have a faith that's worth passing on? Well, that also takes a little self introspection, mm-hmm. self honesty. And it also requires, I think, a relationship with someone other than me and, and God, because yeah. he already knows the bad part of the torch and sure. the good part. But essentially, if we're not in a relationship or we're not trying to pass the torch, right. the only thing we're going to be passing in a lot of ways are the bad stuff, because that's what people are going to look for. If mm-hmm. you and I are friends and we're having you know, coffee on a regular right. basis, or we're just interacting. You're at my house. I'm here. Even if we just talk at church and we can be transparent enough to say, man, this part of my life really sucks. Right. And I'm horrible at it. And you're saying, yeah, you are. But, you know, yeah. at the same time, you know, this is a good thing. Maybe we could double down on this and sure. try to do this because then you know that I'm aware of it. And <clears throat> right. you go, you know, that Randy guy, he's not so bad. He's trying. <laughs> he's trying. He's trying. He's trying. You but, may not be able to see it, but he really <laughs> he, is he trying. He really is. Well, it's, it's really the one another text of the New Testament. Um, okay. Care for one another, love one another, be gentle with one another, you know, call each other to accountability, serve one another. All those one another texts enable us to have that camaraderie, that connectedness that allows us to be able to, to hopefully have people in our lives that will help make sure that what we're passing on is, has value as well. So you talked about a list of six strategies, six commitments a church can make to help ensure that a Jesus-centered yes. community gets 
passed on yeah. to the next generation. Thank you, Growing Younger, the book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, we get to each of those in a moment, but I find, I guess I found it interesting that there was another piece of information that you shared regarding what ranked highest in a young person feeling like a church yeah. was their church. The answer shouldn't have surprised anyone. I mean, <laughs> the answer was when an adult showed interest in them. You know, we've all sought the approval of our elders, our parents, even people at church that, sure. you know, that you looked up to for whatever reason or for whatever their tor- part of their torch was that you saw yourself mm-hmm. maybe being a part of. And we've all received it. And in some cases, it's important enough when we've received it that we'll never forget it. Right. You know, that special person that gave you a pat on the back or just said, man, great job after you sang in the, you know, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And so why does that seem to be a hard thing to do on a continuous basis? Because we, it seems like it's something we all understand too. Right. I know you need it. I should give it to you, but why don't I? Why don't I see this more often as something I should be doing? And I think it's it's just self-absorption, really. And to, to recognize that, wait a second, just come to any meeting of, a, of the church or assembly of people and look for somebody half your age, a quarter of your age, it depends how old you are, I guess, <laughs> you know, some, but somebody that you can just have a conversation with and show interest in their life. Uh, it's amazing if... It's like, it's like the old story about, you know, I don't have any friends. Well, you know, show yourself friendly, basically. And it's the same way. If you listen <laughs> yeah. to people, they'll talk. Yeah. And they'll feel loved. The, the psychologists tell us a person cannot distinguish between being listened to and, and the emotion of feeling loved. So when really? a person really listens to you, hmm. you feel loved. That's why we preachers are, just feel so loved. <laughs> so it looks like you're listening even if you're sleeping with your eyes open. Yeah, keep your eyes open. <laughs> but I thought that these things were... Again, nothing where it was like, whoa, right. never heard that before. No. But, you know, these were all really good reminders as you're reading them off. And number one was hand off the keys of authority to empower others. Mm. Empathize. Take Jesus' message seriously. Be real. Walk the walk. Invite them to the same. Fuel a warm community. Prioritize young people and families. And be good neighbors. The one that stuck with me the most, honestly, was be good neighbors. Because kind of the interesting part of that to me was basically be the example that you want to see in the world because, you know, just being almost a social media, picture your worst social media friend (laughs) that you're connected with and the person that's always posting everything that's only ever negative and horrible and just like, oh, everything stinks and the world is horrible. And, you know, we've almost like created this little cocoon (laughs) that, you know, it's just the Christians that are good. There's nothing else good happening in the world. And I really thought that that one, maybe now more than ever, is so prevalent if we could just get a better or project a better view of the world that we know through Jesus how much of a light is that? Yeah, not being a world-condemning person. Yeah. But I, I think Jesus' call for us to overcome evil with good is just speaks volumes into this whole thing. And, and it's, it's so much it's, – it's just as easy. If you are against something, you don't have to talk about being against it. What you have to talk about is being for whatever the opposite is. Yeah. And you can be for something instead of being against it. Being for this still means you're not for that, right. uh, obviously. But, it, boy, the whole attitude and the whole experience is different. Yeah, or even even just agreeing that, yeah, that's that's horrible. But what could we do? Start a conversation right. about what could we do even personally to be involved. And I thought it worked out really well with – 
the announcements for Meat Worship Serve <laughs> this week and, yeah. you know, upcoming this mm-hmm. on the 6th. And well, if you haven't registered yet, too late for you. Sorry. Uh, well, we probably could squeeze you in somewhere. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, maybe we could squeeze you in. Oh, look at Andy. He's opening up those last minute. Don't tell Tammy we said so, though. Just just, just act like you didn't yeah, hear this. Yeah, just, just go online and do it surreptitiously. <laughs> but all of those things are just things to remember. And if you haven't uh, watched the message, this is a, uh, one part of the message I would just encourage you to go back and just listen to not only those points, but the kind of the follow-up and the supporting things and maybe even take a look at that book. It might be something you'd want yeah, to get for growing young. And mm-hmm. I think that those are things, if we pull those together and really analyze them, take a really good look at ourselves, and then as a church, that all goes together. It builds, mm-hmm. and it just pushes us further ahead into just being something positive. Right. I, I, t- I talked about trusting young people, uh, trusting youth. As part of this yeah. uh, passing towards as well, but and it's really interesting because when I think about trusting young people, that's a bigger distance, you know, for me <laughs> than, than for a person who's a lot younger than me. Sure, but but really, it it works at every age to trust the people that are younger than you to not to 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 be capable and uh, and able and interested. And I mean, oftentimes I think we get what we assume, and if we assume negativity, we get that back as well. So just trust young people. You were once one. God yeah. figured out how to do you, and he can help them as well. Yeah, and if you're a young person yeah. who feels like, you know what, I'm not sure what my place is, you know, speak up. Everyone, yeah. I, you know, at least here, I, I'm not going to yeah. speak for every church out there, but at least here, you know, if you can if you oh, can speak my, to yes. Andy or, or Jeff or Tammy or John or anyone on staff and just say, mm-hmm. you know, I've got a burden for this. Right. You know, it may not be here that you find a place within the church to do ministry, but there might be something that they know that they can connect we'll you to. Yeah, we'll help. No, no, definitely, no doubt about it. But uh, one of our FHE takeaways from this past week asked, "What are some things you've seen or experienced in Christian circles that you think should die out and not be passed on?" Man, <laughs> I <laughs> I tried to read that with a straight voice, but I, I just couldn't. So, and I'm going to refrain from putting in my own. But if you do have one you'd like to share, and you can remain remain anonymous, uh, I'd be happy to read that next week because I would be interested to hear what you had to say. And finally. The a thought that we had from Andy's message to close it out was, what we've talked about today isn't of someone else. It is for each of us. We are all at this very moment today, over the past week, during the holidays, at work, at home, at leisure. We are moment by moment of every day in the process of creating our legacy and passing the torch. And I thought, if that doesn't wrap it all up and remind you that every day there's something to pass on, what are you passing on? That's something powerful to think about. So upcoming this week, it is what? <laughs> Meet, worship, serve. That's so, right. So the, the sermon will relate to service. Oh, that's right. I, yep. I don't have a title for you. I wish I did. Um, but it'll be the first of our stewardship series. And stewardship service is part of stewardship. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll connect those. And, we'll connect the yeah. dots? Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we can even find someone that has a unique experience this week. Maybe oh. I'll troll the uh, oh from the from the patrol service? from the service. Oh, maybe that'd we be could, great. Maybe we could find someone that would be willing to sit in the hot seat and answer some questions <laughs> about their time and what uh, what made it special. So, if, and if not, maybe we'll invite Chrissy or Tammy to come. Who well, that's help, true too. Yeah, we can do that too. Thing. That'd be great. Look at that. We're just planning on the fly. <laughs> so you definitely don't want to miss that. So until next Wednesday in episode eighty four, this is Randy for Andy and Tom saying thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you then.